0: Hi, this is Pam, and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for tuning in today. And today I'm talking to Haley and Maddie, and we're going to give you a little rundown of our current issue that hopefully you've gotten in your mailbox, especially with um, Memorial Day next weekend. Can you believe it? Um, It's been sort of groundhog day for, for everybody, but um, as things are opening up, people are probably trying to incorporate a little bit of smart socialization. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a few things in this issue that we thought we wanted to bring to your attention. Let's start with Maddie. you did. It's a kind of really cool fun article that we've gotten a great feedback internally. It was apps that were based off of kind of famous sandwiches. Apt Up parte.
1: Kind of the mindset behind that is, you know, once you start doing so many articles, you start losing kind of momentum and trying to find new spins on something. So one of a, a go-to is kind of like put new spins on classics. So that got me thinking, well, what kind of classic sandwiches can we turn into apps? Like, you know, it's kind of, you know, it seems kind of silly since it's like it's already a sandwich or, you know, so... Um, That made me kind of try thinking outside the box and I came up with some Chicago dog cups along with a riff off of Philly cheesesteak and it was steak skewers with a provolone cheese sauce which was so good. Um, And last we wrapped it up with a Reuben dip. So I had to laugh about that one because um, before this whole COVID thing was going on, we went back to my mom's house and yeah,
0: because this went, issue was finished before um, we had just put it to bed, I believe, right? So we, yep, exactly. <laughs> and
1: we were there for uh, my sister's family came and and um, my family and my mom loves Reuben and she had this Reuben dip and no offense, I love my mother's cooking most of the time, but this Reuben dip was just. Not my jam. Not I, the car. <laughs> Wouldn't
0: it, <laughs> would not have taste. past taste panel. Is that what you're saying?
1: Sorry, mom. For my personal tasting, at least. Um, and I just told her. I go, mom. You know, I made a Reuben dip, and she goes, No, I don't. And I was thinking, Yeah, it was in the issue. And then I was just thought. I'm like, Oh wait, the issue hasn't came yet. So you know. <laughs> so she's like, Don't blame me for something I don't know. Um, oh, give Joe Ma a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now she's gonna have this recipe and has to give it a try and tell me what she thinks
0: (laughs) well I just remember that being a huge hit in the test kitchen and our digital editor Amanda I know has been talking about this I think she made it at home and ate it in like a couple of sittings or something (laughs) like that um
1: oh yeah I mean it's so it's like the guilty pleasures that it's so addictive I mean it has everything you want in a like a nice, creamy dip that just makes you want to keep eating. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's got cream cheese, mayo, ketchup, and pickle because that's classic kind of combo and flavor like a um, uh, Russian dressing or a Thousand Island that you would have on a Reuben. Um, garlic, some Swiss, um, and, of course, corned beef, which we all love. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could put corned beef on my shoe and I would eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't forget about the sauerkraut, right? Oh, of course. I'm sorry, I haven't gotten all the way through. Of course, okay. sauerkraut, because I know you can't. Reuben is not a Reuben without the sauerkraut. And I'm no. I'm from the. I grew up on the East Coast, and I, I mean, I like a sour sauerkraut and a dog and all of that. So I love the kraut. It's um, like
1: peanut butter and jelly. You got to have one with the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, that was fantastic. And you explained the Philly cheesesteak skewers. Um, Provolone, I don't think, if I remember correctly, I I know I've done some stories on Philly cheesesteak, and I've actually been to like the famous Philly cheesesteak places in Philly. Not my jam. But (laughs) um, provolone, is that? I can't remember if that's traditional or not. I mean, it has great flavor. It I-
1: ranges. So, yeah. I okay. think what I, if I remember correctly, some were using provolone, some mm-hmm. were using white american. Um, it kind of pick and choose. Sure. Kind of
2: okay. Sure. I could I could be wrong, but as far as I understand it, there's sort of two takes. You're either in like the American provolone camp or you're in like the cheese whizzy camp. Isn't that like another way that Philly cheesesteaks are
0: served? I'm not an expert. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think I've only know more of the, I guess the provolone, uh, cheddar. Is that what you said? Cheddar? Yeah. I'm now I'm trying to remember what I, and I'm trying to even think of what I've done when I've developed Uh, I think I did a stromboli I think I did a Philly cheesesteak stromboli years ago oh that was so good (laughs) I I that was many takes because I struggled with with that one I wasn't getting um it where I wanted to and uh ended up I know cooking like real steak for it and didn't use um I think I even tried it with steakums if anybody knows that product that's kind of oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) Yep. (laughs) yep Um, but I, your provolone sauce was really good. And for those who don't know what a Chicago Chicago dog is, Maddie, um, I mean, I don't think before I moved to the Midwest, I did know a Chicago dog. Like I said, I am an East coast girl. I, yes, I have had dirty water talks in New York. Um, just one uh, key
1: factor you have to remember, don't put ketchup on it or else you'll get shunned.
0: Oh, shunned. Sure. But it's, uh, (laughs) it's. So typically it's got um, a bun, mustard, and isn't it usually neon mustard? Or no, it's neon relish.
1: Neon relish. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Neon relish.
1: Um, Onion, a neon Mm -hmm. relish. I think it even has sport peppers. That's it. Um, Sometimes the bun has a poppy seed bun. Or celery
0: seed or both Um, or something.
1: Poppy seed, I Poppy believe. Poppy seed,
0: okay. But
1: I think, did I do celery salt? Now that I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think either. I think I think
2: the celery salt was on your cocktail you did,
0: your Bloody okay. Mary. Oh. Can
2: I keep
1: anything straight.
0: <laughs> but this was, <laughs> I mean, this it? was a fun, because you made these into little cups. So you took yes. just pizza crust and then you cut it and put them into muffin pans and then filled it with all of, like, the good stuff. And you had... Hot dogs, mustard, pickle, onion, tomato, um, dill pickles, and sport peppers. So um, they're adorable. And, uh, and then you had a nice squeeze of yellow mustard. It has to be yellow mustard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't and mess I, that up. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, forget the ketchup. <laughs> yes.
1: You know, a um, true Chicago dog, they say don't put ketchup on A lot of people who eat hot dogs even, they say no ketchup. I'm all about I, ketchup
0: when I was a little kid, that's how I always had my hot dog with ketchup. And, um, I remember, yeah, in, in grade school, that's how I ate it. But now it is, I want a brown spicy mustard or, or some kind of a hot mustard or something, ideally with some sauerkraut (laughs) or relish. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. So if you are, um, uh celebrating with your family or celebrating with um a few friends and uh um this coming well, Memorial Day.
1: The good thing about this too is you know it's handheld. It's not like you're re- you know, um you can someone can yep. dish out the dip or you can each grab a skewer. Um yep.
0: that's fantastic. Stay six <laughs> feet apart. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. So something to um put on your radar for uh for Monday or this weekend. And, um, and I think, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have great weather here, but I think it's going to be warm. So I think it's going to be definitely um, gathering weather, hopefully. Um, and then let's talk about one of our, made our cover, and it was um, one of the hot items in the test kitchen, this issue, if not the hot item in the test kitchen, this issue. And that is the smash burger. So Haley, you had sort of a real desire, and I think you pitched the story um, of uh, doing this. um, So tell me, what is a smash burger?
2: Okay, so a smash burger, this is not a new concept. This is a very old concept. Um, It's a hamburger that is smashed onto a flat surface like a griddle, um, and you hold the spatula there for a while to develop a good sear Um, cook it a while longer, flip it and continue cooking it. And um, the real thing about a smash burger is that you're not forming a patty out of the meat. You have your chunk of meat. um, And I think that we did four ounce burgers, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes. Um, And you use ground chuck, 80% lean. Mm -hmm. Yep. We don't want to skimp on the fat because the fat will kind of come out around the burger and bubble up through the meat as it's cooking and um, give it all the good flavor. So you like take your chunk of meat and you don't want to compact it into a ball. You want it to be a little bit loose in your hand and season that meat all over it with the seasoning. It's salt, pepper and garlic powder and you can refer to the issue for the ratio. I don't have that on me. Um, and then you just take the meat, Put it on your griddle, and you want your griddle to be hot, hot, hot. You are preheating your griddle for a couple of minutes on high heat. You put the meat on the griddle and get a couple of spatulas. I liked two spatulas because it gave me a little bit more leverage. And then press it down on the meat. And I think I held it down for about 10 seconds um, before releasing the spatula. That's what you said here. Okay. And it really develops... A nice um a nice crust um, or sear on the bottom of that burger um, that really gives the burger tons of flavor. Um, and then because it's not a perfect patty, the edges of the burger um are kind of rough um, and craggy. And so you'll get crispy bits on those edges too. And um because these burgers are not that big, a four-ounce burger. Um, and because you're smashing it down for 10 seconds at the beginning, these burgers cook really quickly. I think it took about four minutes to cook a burger, four or five minutes. Um, and you can do several at a time. My preferred way to do it was on a griddle, um, though you can use a cast iron skillet as well. Just watch your hands and your wrists. Because and the
0: griddle it- usually is cast iron too, though, right?
2: Yes, yes, yes. I mean, unless you have an, like an electorate griddle, then I, sure. I don't know that those are always cast iron. But yeah, and, and, if you're, and if you're wanting to get outside for Memorial Day, you can take your cast iron griddle and put it right on your grill, too. Or your
0: cast iron skillet, either one. Yes, either and one. And I think that's how Amanda on staff or Chris or both said that they're making their smash burgers these days. And I think they've been making them a lot. Um, and then in fact, was it Amanda who showed us a kit that she bought? Um, I think on Amazon. And I think it was, it It had like the spatulas and I'm not sure all of the components that were in it, but I'm pretty sure she shared that with us a couple weeks ago because she's uh, maybe minorly obsessed about Schmatzburgers these days after yes. this article. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning your seasoning mix. I'm just going to, uh, if somebody does not have the issue, it is two tablespoons of kosher salt, a tablespoon of black pepper, two teaspoons of granulated garlic, and then you just liberally seasoned the meat, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So if people uh, kind of um, chains that are out there, there are some chains that do smash burger process. Um, one of them is... Um, uh, In New York, um, uh, Shake Shack, right? Aren't they a smash burger?
2: Are they? I have never had Shake Shack, and I'm and I'm not certain about that. Um, Um, There is the Smashburger restaurant, mm -hmm. um, and good. is that another one?
0: Uh, I don't know about Butterburger.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Maybe concept, but I know, but it's like more about (laughs) Butterburger.
0: Do they put, they put the butter on the, like on the burger itself or it's on the bun or? Good question. Or, <laughs> no, yep. I don't know. Me neither. Uh, and then you put butter on your buns before you, um, cook them too, right? And you just put them on the griddle, right? In that fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple
2: things you can do. You can either, if you don't want to use the drippings that come out onto the griddle after sm- smashing the burgers, Um, though for me, that's the easiest way. Just put the cut buns right down on the griddle. It'll absorb the drippings and get nice and toasty. Or if you don't want to use the drippings, spread butter on the cut sides of the buns and put those on the griddle and toast them up. Either way, the toasted bun is key. And
1: it also makes cleanup easier because it's absorbing some of that fat you were going to clean up.
0: Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then I know you're very um, particular, Haley, about your toppings. You want minimal toppings. Is that correct?
2: Yes. And this is is sort of me about a lot of the different foods I eat. (laughs) Uh, Like for me, when getting back to the hot dogs, I've kind of gotten to the point where I just like the hot dog and the bun, Um, sometimes a little mustard, sometimes a little sauerkraut, but... I want to taste the hot dog, that's why I'm eating it. And for me, a Chicago dog is like a salad with like a, a garnish of a hot dog. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so I'm sure the Chicagoans out there listening are like, oh, blasphemy. <laughs> um, but for me, so to going back his to own. The smash To each Exactly. Own. Going back to the smash burger, I really just like mayonnaise on my burger, along with cheese. Cheese and mayonnaise and a toasted bun. Um, when you get to adding too many toppings, it cools the burger down, which I don't like. Old um, cold I, toppings, yes, you know, like your lettuce, tomato, yeah. onion are pretty standard. Um, but a lot of people like additional toppings on top of that. Um, but yeah, I'd I mean, I would think yes, <laughs> I would. So I, I like would think lettuce and tomatoes.
0: Pines 57.
2: Minimal toppings. Like if you want your ketchup or you want your mustard or mayo, you know, go with that. And let the burger shine.
0: Mm hmm. Or load on what you want. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there is. Yeah. You to, want. to each his own. It's really about the burger and getting that kind of juiciness and that seared outside. And um, yeah, they're delicious. They are delicious. Um, in terms of the bun that you used, um, so
2: well, we used brioche. Um, uh-huh. Though you can use whatever bun, though, because. I would say it's only a four ounce patty. You don't want to have a bun that's too bready. Uh, mm. because then I feel like your ratio is off and, you know, just to keep it reasonable. I like brioche because it's soft and buttery sure. and lovely, but a regular like just grocery store hamburger bun would also be fine.
0: Yeah.
1: You also could dug, double up your patties. You know? I was going to
0: say, that's what you did on the cover. Yep. Yes. So and you don't have to worry you, about it getting too bready.
2: <laughs> that's right. So if you are going to do a double, I would recommend two three-ounce patties. But if you really want to go uh, whole okay. hog, two four-ounce patties
0: also <laughs> would be good. Or should we say whole steer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we were talking about like a salad and um, sort of uh, on your burger. Well, we had sort of um, salads in a glass <laughs> for this issue, Ooh, too. Yeah. We did, the three of us, we did a juiced up cocktail uh, story. And uh, Haley, you did a celery mimo- mimosa. And I did a Pim's cup with cucumber simple syrup. And Maddie, you did a beet Bloody Mary, which... Um, I have had some bloody Mary's that look like a salad in <laughs> with, oh, with yeah uh, yes where the it's totally loaded but the kind of the cowbell on this story was that we used a juicer and used veggies to make our cocktails so I have been wanting to do a pims cup for a while and I had never had a pims cup but they are very popular and um, I didn't know that much about them there. It's a liquor that's been around. I'm trying to now I'm going trying to find Q&A because I think I answered this question in Q&A. It's been around for a while. Let's say that. And there used to be several versions and variations of it. Um, and there most of them are discontinued now. Um, but yeah, they've been phased out or they're only made in small quantities and stuff. But PIMS number one is a gin based um Uh, alcohol and it is from the UK and, um, it's traditional to serve it. Sometimes people add extra, um, gin with it, but it's lemon. Um, usually some fizzy, it could be lemonade. It could be also ginger ale or a ginger beer. And, um, so usually something a little fizzy, some lemon, some cucumber slice is very typical. Sometimes a, um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, a strawberry slice so what i did for this one is i made a simple syrup i juiced up some cucumber and um we had a great juicer in the um test kitchen it's uh huron is that the name of it huron uh, huron excuse me it's a slow uh slow juicer is that what they're That's called correct. yes slow juicer yeah, so,
1: haley featured it in the now uh was it last year sometime or this year
2: yeah, it was probably last year sometime. And I believe that the slow juicers um, don't produce heat the way a traditional juicer does. And so it is meant to preserve more of the nutrients in Correct. whatever you're juicing. Yep.
0: And it goes a little slower, uh, because you ju- are juicing a little slower. But if you don't have that, like I don't have it at home, um, you can use whatever juicer. I have an old LaLanne that I got on sale at Kohl's. Oh. <laughs> and so that's what I use as my juicer. But uh, with um, cucumber, it's very easy. If you don't have a juicer, you could easily use um, like a food processor and then strain through a fine mesh sieve. So you still can get um, cucumber juice. And it's, you know, it's very liquidy. And out of, um, just for color, and maybe a little bit of flavor, I um, peeled the um, the cucumbers. You don't have to, but I made a simple syrup uh, with cucumber juice and um, super fine sugar. And I used super fine sugar, uh, kind of, I think, what, following you, what you were doing, Haley, because I didn't want to heat the juice. So just stirred that in until it was dissolved and then uh, mixed that with um, four ounces or a half a cup of some PIMS number one and um, four ounces, half a cup of gin and four ounces, half a cup of um, uh, lemon juice. And then um, combined all that together. This was to make four cocktails. And, and that was one cup of cucumber juice with a quarter cup of su- superfine sugar, excuse me, and then topped it with um, basically eight ounces of club soda. And so if you mix all of the um, kind of the, the juice, the simple syrup and the... Um, lemon juice and the pims and the gin together and then divide it by four glasses, then just top it with two ounces of club soda each. And then um, for garnish, we did mint sprigs, cucumber, lemon, and strawberry slices. Very traditional, um, all of those. And um, to make it kind of pretty, you fill your glass with some um, crushed ice and then um, do a nice strip of um, cucumber and try to fish it around the ice in your glass. Um, or you can just do, you know, a wedge or or a wheel or something like that. But that's um, very very refreshing, and so that's what I did for the juicer. And um,
1: well, and the pims, it kind of like we tried it on its own because not, a lot of mm-hmm. us had not had it, and it yeah. was pretty
0: tasty. It was. It reminded me a little bit of um, like um, maybe a Campari or something like that along those lines. Yeah, but mm-hmm. maybe not as bitter. Right. I would. I would agree. Yep. Um, But it had a sweetness, though, right? Just a little bit? Yes. Um, And then the color was not... So it looks a little bit like the drink ends up looking a little bit like kind of iced tea or something. That's what, with all the concoctions and everything added into it. Um, But, um, and then, um, Haley, since yours was... Sort of similar, like mine. You did um, you juiced your uh, celery juice, correct?
2: Yep, I did. And like Pam, I didn't want to heat the juice because I didn't want to take any of the nutrients away from it or muddy the flavor at all. Um, I used super fine sugar um, to help take that bitter off edge off of the celery juice that it can have. And then I believe that the sweet spot that we found was one part of the celery
0: juice or syrup one, to two one parts. One cup. It was one cup of celery juice to and a quarter cup of superfine sugar.
2: Okay, but as far as the ratio goes, oh. of the syrup to the prosecco, I think it okay. was one part of the celery syrup to two parts of the prosecco.
0: Um, and what it and maybe that's probably what it nets out to because it's a quarter cup of superfine sugar mixed with the celery juice, the one cup of celery juice, and then you had a bottle of prosecco. So yes. Okay. Yeah, And, and
2: you, you, of course, can try, you know, different,
0: different ratios. Sure. And that was super simple. And you just it was. juiced up the celery and and then combined it with the sugar and then just kind of poured and topped with some Prosecco.
2: Exactly. And honestly, this idea was a bit of a joke at the beginning because I <laughs> didn't know if it would work out, but it ended up being very refreshing. And I actually prefer it to an orange juice mimosa. Um so, and it, even though there it's is not quite sugar sweet. in it, it's not too sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, well, and it's it a really, really pretty refreshing. color too. Very yeah. pretty color. Um, well, I like- and I keep... I keep juice celery at home. Um, I usually juice uh, celery once or twice a week. And um, ideally, you should do it every day. But I don't have the time or patience for that. So um, I have mason jars that I... So yes, when I get a hankering, I guess I can just make this. (laughs) Definitely. It's the breakfast cocktail. (laughs) Yep. And then, uh, Madeline, you did... You went even... um, We went
1: full steam juicer. uh, Yeah,
0: exactly. You've got the Beat Bloody Mary... um, Yes. So what did you add to that? You've got, I see, beets and celery and banana peppers and garlic.
1: Yes. So literally, we put it all through the juicer, and what came out was, I mean, it was—it took a lot of tests. I mean, we weren't quite for sure on the ratio. Sometimes the garlic was too strong, and then sometimes it wasn't. Um, and some
0: people wanted less beet flavor. Is that right? Yep. Right. Um, so you ended up with 12 small beets, which turned out to be one and a half cups of juice. And you cut those beets into half inch cubes, right? Just to fit into that the was, juicer.
1: Yes. And that was more for our juicer because the Hiram um, you have to have small pieces to juice. So, I mean, obviously cut it to kind of be however um, size your juicer needs.
0: Yep. Um, and then you have six ribs of celery um, and that came out to half a cup of juice and eight pickled banana peppers and two cloves of garlic. And that all together went in kind of at one time and you could juice it all together, right? Exactly. Cool. Um,
1: Uh, And then I think I even added, did I add some more like um, juice as well besides just the hot peppers?
2: I think there was some lemon juice.
0: Uh, and there is some brine, there's six ounces of vodka, sorry, three quarters of a cup, and then you have a tablespoon. So after you've got your juice, you then combined all of that juice in a pitcher and then you stirred in, um, six ounces of vodka or, or three quarters of a cup, um, one tablespoon each of lemon juice, banana, pepper, brine, and Worcestershire sauce. And then you have salt, black pepper, and hot sauce to taste. And then you uh, put a little bit of a celery salt rim on the glass. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was really delicious. And it's so beautiful. It's this deep red, kind of ruby red color. Um, I like it more. It wasn't quite, for me, it wasn't quite as heavy as a Bloody Mary. Like I love a Bloody Mary, but one and done because they're so filling sometimes. And if you make a good Bloody Mary, my dad made a great one. And um, I'm always partial to more of a horseradish heat as opposed to a Tabasco heat or both. But um, good Bloody Mary, oh, Prune Restaurant in New York. Oh my gosh, they have the best Bloody Marys. But This uh, beet one I thought was a little easier to drink than um, tomato, maybe because there's less acid. Maybe that's sure.
1: Um, And I know, like, when I was looking into this, not a lot of people had done just a straight beet Bloody Mary. A lot of people were mixing some with tomato juice as well. Sure. Um, I know Haley is not a fan of tomato, um, like a tomato based Bloody Mary. So she liked the beet versus. Yeah, right. I there's did. People. I mean, you eat
2: your own. I do think that you probably have to really like beets to enjoy this Bloody Mary. Sure. But yeah, as a non-Bloody Mary drinker myself, I did really like it. It was good.
0: Well, there's a little bit of earthiness from the beets, but there's also sweetness. Um, yes. And then you, you know, you've got all of those other kind of great flavors. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to mention, too, um, and this was with the Huron, and I can't say it's with all juicers. Um... But I remember testing the um, cucumber, uh, the, the Pims cup one day, and I was really low on cucumbers. And so I juiced up some cucumber, and I was short on the amount of juice that I needed. And um, Maddie and I were in her kitchen where the juicer was, and we opened it up, and the, the pulp was so liquidy we're like, well, let's try to juice it again. So we took the pulp that we had just juiced and put it back through because you really could extract more liquid from it. I don't think all um, vegetables work that way or all fruit, but it is um, in a pinch. You might check your scraps and see if you- um, if you add a little something. more. Exactly. <laughs> so,
1: um, Well, yeah. and another thing I remember with Haley's, now that I, we're talking, going back on the drinks, We had to do primer in yours because it would just foam up like crazy. Yes. So that perfect ratio to start.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So when you read the recipe, it tells you to put half the amount of Prosecco um, into the glass, add your celery syrup, and then add the remaining Prosecco on top because if you Add the celery juice right in the bottom of the cup and pour the Prosecco over the top. It foams up like crazy. You've got to stir it a lot to get that foam down and be able to add more Prosecco. So even though the directions read kind of weird and like it's an extra step, do it that way.
0: Well, and I remember um, we did a Cocktails with Cuisine. Um, and I want to say we were doing a some kind of a raspberry something. Um, down and then we're adding and we had a lot of spillovers and and uh we got a comment from a viewer who actually used to work at the magazine and she and she gave she was like don't you remember you're supposed to prime your glasses you should always prime with a little bit even when you're just pouring straight um bubbles it's best to do a short pour and then follow it with a little bit more because um even i think when you add um some kind of a fruit it it bubbles up even more, but even just, um, bubbles in general, it's good to prime your glasses and then follow it with a finished pour. So, yeah. So I think, uh, we've given some folks, uh, some great ideas for Memorial day. If you can, um, get together with friends or family, that would be wonderful. And, um, there are some other lovely articles in the, um, this issue. There was a, um, well, San de Mayo has come and gone, but this pork uh, smoked pork roast and all the trimmings will uh, is great all summer long. Um, uh, John did some smoky grilled vegetables, hominy pinto bake that was to uh, die for, and grapefruit salad with three different kind of salt. Well, two salsas and a cup uh, some pickled onions. Uh, we did some. Uh, lovely entree salads um, that are in there. You did a really fun one, Maddie, with feijoada. It was a riff on uh, Ah, the traditional Brazilian dish, which is hearty and heavy and beans, but you turned it into a salad and it's fantastic. There's uh, I know Haley, you, oh, Here's the Mediterranean. Mediterranean diet is actually interesting. It's hard to believe that it continues to kind of rank up there as one of the best diets year after year. And so we did kind of a uh, update on that, um, letting people know really what the Mediterranean diet meant and then um, or is. And it's really more of a lifestyle as opposed to hard and fast rules. And then we've got some uh, recipes. And in fact, we got some reader feedback about the Provencal Soup au Pistou. Um, I think somebody said that they thought that was their favorite soup that they've ever made or ever had and will make it again and again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Haley, you did the spring brunch has sprung and you've got a fun ambrosia salad, which is kind of a deconstructed salad and jalapeno frittata. But I'm going to give a really special shout out to the breakfast sausage meatballs with the blackberry Mm -hmm. glaze. Again, we got a big shout out. Online from that, somebody said, oh my gosh, I am making these again. These are to die for. So, And then we partnered with a local cheesemonger who advised us on, um, we did a long cheese primer and we also did how to create the ultimate cheese board and the shots are beautiful and there's great info in there. And And CJ was
1: lovely to work with.
0: He was, he was a great guy. um, And they are staying open right now. I actually walked by their restaurant the other day and they are continuing to do takeout. They're not opening um, with a sit down at this point. They wanna kind of, I think, change things up before they do a full opening, but they, they've been doing takeout and I've gotten takeout from them. I live pretty close to his one restaurant. Now, I, we should also mention um, that we have a our, um, chef feature, book feature in this issue is Kitchen Without Borders. They were about to launch this cookbook but after uh, COVID, Maddie, you got kind of an urgent request. Uh, maybe I'll let you explain that.
1: Well, it was kind of funny because we had been wanting to feature this cook because it was such a fun concept. And then it was like, well, let's. can you hold off until I think it was National Refugee Day? And so we're like, OK, so we'll hold it to the next issue. And then when we, st- we finally got around to it, um, it had already hit the printers. And then COVID had already been full force. And we noticed in the now someone had emailed us about how they had to change their date, but the cookbook too was actually pushing their date back a whole year, I believe. So we did send out um, an email to let others know, but it really is a great cookbook and we hope that others will check it out.
0: And the concept, do you wanna just share the concept a little bit of the book? Um, Sure, Uh, so it's basically
1: a little refresher.
0: Um, uh, is it a brother and sister team who are caterers in Brooklyn? And yes, and they've brought in some
1: refugees or people who have come to America. Uh huh. And they kind of highlight their kind of cooking and uh-huh. feature those recipes in the cookbook. And they all you kind of get a little background information on these
0: For chefs. Different chefs, yeah. Um, it's brother and sister team. We some and. Manal Kahi, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And so the Kitchen Without Borders cookbook features recipes developed by the chefs who work at or worked at Eat Off Beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really so, a lovely cookbook. It is. And then Haley, as Maddie just mentioned, Plume and Petal was we featured in in the now. And they had a lovely, a low ABV cocktail. Um, but um, they were holding off launch. Is that right? They they were. some. They
2: hit a snag uh, somewhere along the line and their launch got pushed back, though not quite as far, just to June 1st. So okay. I'm actually gonna do a Cocktails with Cuisine here in a couple of weeks to feature the product. So if you want to see me talk about it live, you can do that.
0: Yeah, is that in the end of June? Is that when that's gonna be? Yes, I think it's gonna June? be the last Thursday uh, before June 1st. Okay. I'll just finish out. We had a great one in four story on miso where we've got some ribs, some cold miso noodles uh, with some um, ramen noodles and veg and stuff. That was really good. Miso chocolate chips. And my I developed this one, and I really did like it, the miso butterscotch sauce. That was really good. And then we had grilled Faster With Fewer with a pork chop, shrimp, steak pizziola, and cherry chipotle grilled salmon with uh, grilled smashed potatoes. Delish. And Maddie finished up with a crepe cake and a triple mousse, a triple citrus mousse, excuse me.
1: Yes. That's right, um, and that mousse is divine on its own. So if you don't want to go through the hassle of making the crepe cake,
0: you can yep. just eat it. <laughs> and it's one of those things that looks really impressive, but it's pretty easy to make because you can make so I mean, the crepes. Is like you put it in a bl- all the ingredients in a blender, buzz it up, and then um, you can make the crepes in advance, and and you can make the mousse. Somewhat and well, you just wouldn't mix the whipped cream. You can make the curd part, right?
1: Yes. So that's pretty much what it is. It was based off a triple citrus curd, and then I just folded in some whipped cream. So we called it a mousse. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, the batter can be made the day before. Um, the curd can be made the day before, and really, like crepes are not stressful at all. It is so simple. Um, I had never made crepes until now and so it's like i don't know why i never did because they are really so simple Uh uh-huh
0: well and if you don't want to go through the hassle let's say um, these are air quotes because they're really not a hassle but if you don't want to go through the hassle of stacking it up uh, you could just serve them like you normally would take a crepe put some of your um curd or your whip your mousse down and then fold it and um have a few of those for for a dessert i mean easy peasy yeah uh All right. Well, I think we've done a nice roundup of this um, issue. I think uh, hopefully we've given everybody something to um, make or um, celebrate with for the coming Memorial Day and throughout the summer. And um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Pinterest, all of the social media channels. And um, our website is CuisineAtHome.com. So check us out for more recipes. Thanks again. Well, thanks for joining me, ladies. Thanks, uh, Pam. yeah. And so come back next time when we'll have, um, more food to talk about, um, here on must love food. Thanks so much.
1: Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom at-home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com.